The ARA acknowledges the traditional owners of the land where we have recorded this podcast, the Gadigal people of the Eora Nation, and we pay our respects to the Elders past, present and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders as Australia's first traders, who utilise a sophisticated network of trading paths that have facilitated the exchange of goods, knowledge and culture for millennia. Hi, I'm Paul Zara, CEO of the Australian Retailers Association, and welcome to Retail Therapy, a podcast proudly brought to you by American Express. The ARA is Australia's largest and oldest retail association, representing around 7,500 independent national and international members. Each episode, I'll be chatting with a leader in Australia's retail industry right here in the Amex Lounge, including the CEOs of some of the biggest retailers in Australia and across the globe. We'll be finding out what makes them tick, what defines their leadership style, and how they got to the top of their game. So join me for some retail therapy as we ask these questions and more and navigate our way through the retail industry, Australia's largest private sector employer. For more information about the work we do at the Australian Retailers Association, head to our website, retail.org.au. To round out our best of series, we're taking a look back at the insights we got into the work-life balance of the top CEOs in Australia. Do they wake up at 5am? How do they fit it all in? What's their exercise routine? Let's take a sticky beak into the lives of our guests. First, I spoke to Nicole Sheffield, Executive General Manager, Community and Consumer at Australia Post. Nicole has a big job working with millions of customers and thousands of team members. What does a normal day in the life of Nicole look like? I'm very fortunate that my husband, who also has a great career, is really supportive and was raised by a single mum, actually. So he never thought, he just assumed all women worked all the time. So <laughs> <laughs> it was probably lucky for me, really. Um, so, but, um, so I do, and I have four children that have always had a working mother. So for them, they're really kind of independent and self-sufficient. But there's always mother's guilt. And a normal day for me, like this morning, my son who's studying law at ANU was up, up back for the weekend. He was leaving at 7.20. Um, I knew I had a big day and I needed to be in the office by 8. So, you know, I set the alarm at 5am to go for my walk. So I was home by 7. And, you know, a quarter to seven, shouted Then Zach, how, you know, spent 10 minutes, then jumped in the car, then did my makeup in the car while on a conference call. I mean, I'm sure it was all safe, very safe, of course, you know, and then raced in and the day just started going, right? And like, as I said to you before joining you here, Paul, I was at a post office because we just launched a new post office in Bondi Beach, which is just stunning and um, and it really quite iconic and, you know, the parcels are open and it's going to be the first of our real self-service type and eco-friendly type post offices. But, you know, it's, it, it's, it is a lot yeah. about going. But the great news was there was a um, some sort of meeting that happened earlier in the office that day and as I was leaving... There was um, they had it catered for so unusual these days we get nothing catered for they had it catered for and there was a leftover vegetarian lasagna like a big one so, you so dug I into said it, did um, you? that is mine <laughs> that is dinner tonight so I actually got it easy you, tonight because I'm just going enough. home and this is what we're eating you see you, you mentioned your exercise because I think that's quite fascinating because often busy executives don't get a chance to actually fit exercise in their routine but clearly you do that as part of your program so tell us a little bit more about that yeah look I didn't for about three or four years and I didn't feel 
I didn't feel well. Like, you know, like you can get up at 5.30 and start reading the media and start yeah. thinking about your day. There's always emails that come overnight. There's always something to be doing. And I find that for me, when I reintroduced, whether it was a walk or a run or a swim every day, that it was actually time to just kind of almost let the day begin and just take all the negative thoughts out. Although many a time, because half the time I've got my AirPods and I'm listening to some podcast and talking to myself, and I'm sure people are walking by going, that woman does not look like she's de-stressing right now. Um, But but look, you know, I think it is about what works for you. For me, if I can start my day with some form of um, out in particularly nature. Like I know yes. some people go to the gym. I'm not, I don't love a gym, but I do love to be outdoors. Yeah. So you sort of get that, that physical exercise, but you're also great for your mental health at the yeah, same time. Yeah, definitely. Sarah Hunter juggles many things. On top of her managing director role at Officeworks, what does her day look like and how does she cram everything in? Often mm. a day in the life for me would see me up at about four o'clock in the morning because my 18-month-old wants a bottle or um, wants a cuddle then usually, you know, my my bed gets crashed by the three-year-old uh, wanting cuddles at about 6am. And if I'm lucky, I'll try and fit in some form of exercise. But that's, you know, I, I have to set the bar reasonably low with three young children. Of course. And then it's just school and trying to find that balance of being present for them, being home for bedtime and mealtime um, for them at the end of the day. And then in between, it is really dictated by... Um, what's going on in the business and probably the biggest challenge for me with a work lens from a leadership perspective continues to be where I spend my time Mm. and making sure that I'm spending enough time looking forward as opposed to in the here and now and the trading of the business. And you know, it's something that I constantly reevaluate kind of every six months. Am I spending enough time with my team? Am I delegating enough? Am I spending enough time looking forward and learning and reading and making sure that I'm expanding my horizons as well sure. so that I'm bringing that external perspective into the choices and the strategic decisions we're making? Um, and that that's just, a, that's just a juggle, right? That's hard. And you, I don't always get it right. Some months I'm like, oh, my God, this was a disaster. I travelled too much. Um, mm. Not this month, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, and it just takes, it takes really great support. And I've got a phenomenal EA uh, who just makes sure that we're constantly having the conversation around where I spend my time. Anthony Herity is responsible for a number of iconic brands of Super Retail Group. So what does an average day look like for him? We might be too, we might demystify it too much with this answer. <laughs> um, I, I, look, it's, um, I mean, the great thing is that every day is, as you would expect, completely different. And that brings, a lot, like if you're up for that, if you're up for the radical nature of uh, every day being a bit of a basket case some days, that can be lots of fun. Uh, if you're not up for it, I think it would scare the bejesus out of you, frankly. But um, I mean, I quite like it being different and dynamic. But yeah, I start early, so I'm up. I'm up very early, um, you know, five-ish. Either taking someone to rowing training. Uh, thankfully, it's winter now, so I'm not doing that, which I'm very pleased. Or I, you know, we've got uh, two dogs, and I go for a long walk, and that for me is I is good thinking time. So it just sort of sets priority for the day. Um, you know, get a bit up to speed with the news of the day, courtesy of said podcast or ABC radio. Um, and then, you know, after we, you know, phys- either physically or mentally working from home, get to work. I have quite a regimented 
start. And, you know, first thing first is, you know, you uh, actually check our websites, make mm-hmm. sure, you know, and check competitor websites, so what's going on in the world. Uh, I love reading our, we get, uh, we do uh, NPS feedback, net promoter scores. Our customers um, write verbatims, lots of verbatims. Um, with very poor punctuation, but I forgive them for that. <laughs> and um, I read that every morning. That's, again, just it's good, just right where it's going on. Yes. Um, in my role is always pre-read for something, uh, and that's either done the night before or done in the morning, depending on the complexity of the pre-read because we get to some pretty interesting stuff. There's a review of all the financial results overnight, which is more of a, you know, I think that's more of a psychological thing than anything factual because nothing really happens in a day. And... Um, and then you, you realistically, a day is going to be punctuated by why run things quite mechanically, actually. So you, we have a, at Super Retail Group, we have the executive team in COVID, we started meeting daily for a very short period of time just to check in where are we at issue today. We've um, not turned that meeting off because we found it to be more effective. And it meant that we weren't having these super long meetings just droning on. Mm. We were knocking things over quickly. And so that's uh, that's the uh, the morning, and then you know between you know catch up with team members, external stuff, lawyers, you name it, all sorts of stuff yeah. that can pop up during the day, and then the evening, evenings pre read, so it's lots and lots of reading, mm. um, you know, just with you know four brands and lots of moving parts. There's inevitably a chunk of stuff that needs to be consumed for the preparation for the next day, and then um, usually year ten algebra homework at the end. <laughs> I spoke to Karen Bozik about her routine being the head of such a large operation that is Craveable Brands. Let's have a listen. Well, I'm an early riser, which means I have to get to bed at a decent time, but I'm generally so up. That's another chick. That's exactly like me. What <laughs> yeah, time do you get up? About five. Yes, I'm the same. Yeah, I run and I cycle, so I'll do that um, quite a few mornings a week, and then I sort of get back and get organised, and, and then it depends what I'm doing that day. So, you know, if I look back over the last week, I spent a couple of days in store, um, some interstate, some local. Uh, other days I went into the office sort of for three days, which is great. We have a minimum three-day rule at the moment in the office, which is terrific to get out and meet people. But I just think about my productivity is very different now. So when I go into the office on those days, I don't think about getting any of my personal work that I need to get done on those days. Those days are very much collaboration days, running into people. I've been hot desking around our office as well because I got so lonely sitting in my odd spot depending (laughs) on who would turn up in the office that day. So they call me Where's Wally in the office now because they'll walk past and say, oh, she's sitting here today. But I've actually really loved that because it's been like starting a new job every day. Um, but yeah, I think you just, I think post COVID, it's taught us to be very organized about where we spend our time. And so I try and structure my days that, you know, where I don't have meetings, well, then, you know, to general, I work at home and yes. to get stuff that I need to get done. And where I have them, then I'll come in and I'll spend as much time it as I need in the office to do it. approach to getting through your day. I try to. Done. I try yeah. to. I've got three kids as well, so I have to plan. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Buddings is a brand we all know and love. So what does its boss, Mike Schneider, get up to on an average work day? It, it does vary day to day, and I think one of the things that is a great one of the one of the great blessings, and, and at times perhaps a bit of a curse of being you know in a really senior leadership role is is just the diversity. You know, my routine is no routine, and I, and I probably had to come to. Um, I really struggled. My first executive appointment at, at Bunnings was two thousand and seven. I became general manager of the operations network, and. When I was running my region in New South Wales, you know, there was a great routine. You know, you knew which stores you were visiting. You sort of worked your way around the oh. state, you know, over a period of time and you'd do your, your, your Melbourne trips for, for visits to the national office uh, as were needed. Moving into the national role, you sort of 
pulled and pushed in in lots of different places and and you know being being managing director there's probably a you know 10x on 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 that so there's no there's no one there's no one size fits all if i'm out in stores it's always very early starts because our operational teams get going at 6 6 30 in the morning so you want to be there when the store is open um and you know we like to get teams together over a meal at the end of the day to have a bit of a chat about what's going on in the business and listen and learn Obviously, with COVID, um, and particularly with with uh, the requirements to wear masks in in offices and things like that, which we've had so much of over the last few months, it's a bit more practical working from home. So that flexibility has been good and helped inform my thinking on how I want our support teams to work flexibly in the future. Um, but there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of ground you have to cover every day. There's a lot of detail, and you know that saying "retail is detail" is is true. Whether it's the boardroom or the shop floor, it's you got to be across. You got to be across the detail of you know product, price, sales, margins, costs, all the things that are really important to drive you know the productivity loop of your business to be yeah. to be successful. The absence of travel has been a blessing and a curse. You know, I don't I don't miss the the sort of trip to Sydney for a one or two hour meeting and then the trip yeah. back. And certainly much more purposeful when we think about travel. But the importance of human connection, you know, is so important. I know that last time we were down in Melbourne and we caught up, you know, with a few other retailers over, over a bite to eat, oh. that, that sort of connection engagement is really important because it's it's the best way to sort of share share ideas and, and thoughts. But I think we've yeah. become far more comfortable with with technology. So that's that's improved productivity. The danger when you work from home is that working from home go becomes living at work and you've got to be really careful to sort of strike that strike that balance. Um, but because I love what I do and I feel it's as much a hobby as it is a career, um, I never, I never feel tempted to clock watch. I've got a, a very understanding partner. My kids have grown up with me doing, um, you know, quite broad roles, so they're quite used to sort of, you know, dad turning up at odd times and not being around at other times. Yeah. But you make the most of the moments that that matter away from work, and most importantly, have fun when you're at work. If you're not enjoying, I say this a lot in Bunnings. If you're not enjoying what you're doing, you know, I challenge you to find the thing in life that's going to make you feel happy. Because when you do that, the money won't matter and the, the hours won't matter because you're feeling very satisfied in what you do. No, absolutely. Um, good good point. You're clearly a really busy role. How do you remain physically and mentally fit? Um, I think mentally is, is very much about diversity of thinking. So reading, watching things, switching off. Um, like most people in Melbourne last year, you know, we adopted a we adopted a dog dog and, and we've got we've got Henry who's half blue heel, a half Australian cattle dog. Wasn't quite the dog that the rescue the rescue place marketed him to be. He was meant to have a bit of corgi in there and I thought that would be a little bit less active. So having a cattle dog means that uh he's happy to be walked twenty four hours a day, seven days a week and he's mm. Pretty smart. He comes in about half past five and he starts tapping your leg with his paw, which is his way of saying, get away from the computer and, and get outside for a while with me. And um, you can get back to that. But, you know, certainly very active every day. I, I don't like sitting around and sitting still. So, um, you know, if it's mowing the lawn or raking up some leaves or doing something and staying oh. active all the time, it's really important. Love going to the gym. Um, love, love a bit of running, love a bit of cycling. Um, you know, and I think, you know, on, as I said, on the mental bit, it's about just that flexibility, pick up a book and read, read about someone's life story. You know, we had, we had the Bunnings conference, uh, last week and we, we had, um, Sam Bloom, who is, is the lady behind the movie Penguin Bloom. And, um, you know, it's a fascinating story of, of significant adversity. He's a you know, young, healthy mum falls off a, a balcony in Thailand and is, is paralyzed and, how she builds her life back and 
um, you know, you look at things like that and, and you can learn so much from the story of people's lives. And I think yeah. that's, that's one of the ways that you not only feel really grateful, but it helps energize you as well. Life can be pretty hectic if you're a CEO and raising young kids. So how does Pip Marlowe from Salesforce keep on top of things? interesting I always say I really don't like the term work-life balance you know because when I think about balance what comes into my head is a picture of scales and you're trying to get that perfect balance and nothing is out of whack and I just don't think that's reality of everyday life um so I think about conscious work-life choices Mm. and uh, who are the the people and the stakeholders that I impact with those choices and how am I managing all parts of my ecosystem in my life to the best possible outcome at that particular time because context changes everything. Um, And so the things I like to think about are, first of all, am I really conscious of the decisions I'm making and who I'm impacting in that time? So end of financial year, it's always a busy time for companies. So I'm always able to say to my family, hey, the next month's going to be a bit crazy, so not too many uh, family dinners this month. I've got those things on. So we, we communicate. Uh, the second thing I like to do is just do a little bit of a retroactive look. I, I found um, I was beating myself up and feeling really guilty about all the things I was messing up. Like I didn't do tuck shop and Lucy's crying because I didn't do tuck shop or I couldn't make swim carnival or, you know, or I'd missed something at work. And so if I looked at how I did on like a micro moment, like a day, I felt like I was like failing on all fronts. And I thought this is crazy. So I really try and only look back once a quarter and go last quarter, did I make the right choices around my ecosystem? You know, as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a manager, as a teammate, as an employee, um, am I spending the right amount of time with customers uh, internally with uh, my team on strategy? And then if I feel like I've got things out of balance, what do I need to course correct to make it better next quarter? But um, I stop looking for balance. I look for you know, managing my stakeholders, managing my choices, communicating my choices to others so we can work through, you know, the things that we need to cover if that's going to be, you know, crazy time for work or, or a crazy time at home and I might need some more coverage at work. Yeah. Who needs to help me get to the best possible outcome for all of my stakeholders at this point, including myself, by the way? Because, yeah. you know, what they say, put your own oxygen mask on first. That's true. That's that true. Lesson a bit. <laughs> I think I learned that lesson a bit later, to be honest. So, and it's what I'm trying to hold on to. What does a day in the life of Richard Murray look like? Former JB Hi-Fi CEO and the new CEO at Premier Investments. Well, there's what I'd like to say and what happened. So, I always get up at six. I'm a bit. I am. It seems all retailers are early birds. So, I've always found it easier to get things done in the morning. Um, and uh, as I've got a bit older, I haven't always wanted to work till 10 o'clock at night. So I find that if I get to work early, I sort of get the decks cleared. Then by nine o'clock, 8.30, it's normally pretty full on. There's just the CEO role is very bitsy. Um, you do need to absolutely find time. And, uh, you know, the greatest trap for a retailer is getting caught not going out to stores. You've really got to find time to get out to your stores. Mm. So basically, you know, whether you call it management by walking around, just staying in touch with the troops, talking to customers, you know, shopping your own products, but also, you know, more importantly, shopping um, your competitors. So, you know, I constantly purchase stuff online with with um, Amazon or others because I want to understand what how their shopping experience is versus the JB experience. Yes. You know, the, the classic example is I think it was Warren Buffett, but I might, I might be wrong. You know, he used to say, I don't, you know, all the airlines get free upgrades. All the executives travel first class. 
I want you traveling economy with your competitors to mm. understand. And that's as you get more senior and people get more used to the possibly some of the benefits of being a senior executive, it's very easy to stray. And um, I think that's, you know, what, what I love about JB, which is just one of these unbottleable qualities is the DNA of the organization makes sure it, it nearly won't let you get ahead of yourself. And that is something very special that I hope JB, it's, it's been there before me and I w- would be disappointed if it's not there afterwards. It's just this, this accountability to the organization around um, sort of the moral compass. Mm. Um, you know, if, if anything, I feel like sort of over my shoulder when I'm making some of these decisions is, is this, this JB ethical or, 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 or you know, the, the sort of all the goodness in JB, that yellow blood we talk about internally, just the, the nearly this person that's the combination of the best of JB people that I've met over the years are sort of saying, what would be the right decision for the business? And I think that's, that's really important when I think right. about leadership. What are Erica Birchtold's top tips for fitting everything into her day? As a CEO of the Iconic, she's got a big job and lots of responsibilities. As a mum, boss and leader, let's have a listen. I think the biggest thing is to not overthink it um, too much because if I'd have actually stopped and thought about, say, having kids whilst I was building a career, I actually probably wouldn't have done it. It would have been too mad even for me. I mean, I joined the Iconic uh, when I was five months pregnant with my third child. Um, and um, I don't have some sort of superpower that others don't have. I just have an ability, I think, to just look at the long game and not sweat the day-to-day issues mm. so much. So that is something that I would definitely encourage other women to do, um, to create their own normal. Like a lot of women I know, and I did this as well when I had my first child. Uh, he's six now. So when I had my first child, um, I was beating myself up about how much time I was or was it spending with him. And and one of my best friends said to me, Erica, you create your own normal. He's not going to know what your timesheet is versus somebody else's. Yes, um, you know, if if you go to work every day and then come home and spend time with him at night, that's just his normal. So, and I guess the other thing is don't listen to the BS that seems to only be directed at women. Like, you know, that saying women can have it all, just not at once. They never say men can have it all, just not at yes. once. Somehow that quote gets directed at mm. women. And I mean, come on, who does have it all at once? No. Men, woman, child. Like life is just a constant recalibration for everybody. And sometimes you focus a bit more on career and sometimes a bit more on family. I just don't think we need to overthink it that much. It's just recalibrate, shuffle the deck chairs, get on with it. So And, and outsource every, as much as you can. Maybe. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, whatever you don't have to do. It's a really, it's really good tips because I think often we just overthink things or we, we strive for perfection and that yeah. means, you know, that's also a really bad trait. That brings us to the end of our summer season, recapping the best of season one of Retail Therapy. We can't wait to share with you what we've been working on over the break. With over 95% of ARA members being small to medium business owners, there's no surprise Season 2 of Retail Therapy is called Small Business is Big Business. Thanks for joining us on the Amex Lounge for some retail therapy. Make sure you subscribe to our show on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. We can be found wherever you listen to your favourite podcasts. For more information about the work we do at the Australian Retailers Association, head to our website, retail.org.au. Follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter or Instagram, wherever you love to connect. All the links can be found in the show notes. 
I can't wait to talk retail therapy with Australia's retail leaders and share these conversations with you, the future leaders, business owners and innovators of the industry.